Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. (laughs) Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And today we discovered that I really can't do math. Like... (laughs) Girl, I thought I was crazy for weeks. Mm -mm -mm, You were not crazy for weeks. Verdict's still out on that. (laughs) Verdict is still still May still be crazy. I mean, we both are probably a little crazy by some people's (laughs) definitions, but that's okay. Period. Um, But the reason I can't do math is because on the initial episode timeline, if you looked at our Instagram, last week's episode says 19... that we're covering episodes 19 through 25 when it should have said we were covering 19 through 24 so now the new episode graphic that samra put up they're just off (laughs) by one yeah they're all wrong they're just off by one i was yeah i was like okay so it's not that bad but it's one but it's so frustrating so i'm gonna delete it and repost it (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's why I would at the end of the episodes I'd be like, no, 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 because it looks like five, but mm-hmm. it's actually six because we're reading through that last chapter. It doesn't stop at that last chapter. It's a mind thing. Anywho, <laughs> we don't know how it happens. It just, <laughs> it just did. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um. So stay in school. That's the, <laughs> that's the message. <laughs> Truly, college. A bachelor's degree means nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. In my MBA program with a 4.0 means fucking shit. <laughs> Bitch, you're right. You're getting your master's. So. I'm getting my master's. It's just luck. It is what it is. Um, Shout out Corner. Follow us everywhere at She Will Red. Subscribe to our YouTube, which we got a new YouTube comment again on our way to the studio. It just happens to be every time we get the notification, it's on the way to the studio. It's I happened twice it. now. Yeah. It gets us hype for like this <laughs> session, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on. yes, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Watch the videos. Um, new Amazon storefront. Yes, I'm still working on migrating <laughs> all of the lists. Leave me alone. Go to bookshop then. Go to Sheesh. bookshop. God damn it. <laughs> you have options. Okay. Okay. Um, and be sure to check out our Patreon because we are setting up some interviews that are going to be exclusively on Patreon. So you don't want to miss out on that. Um, again, our lowest tier starts at $3, y'all. $3. Make a girl holler. <laughs> we will holler. <laughs> we will holler. <laughs> we may even twerk <laughs> on camera. On look. camera. Listen, you can do a whole show $3. Again, I feel like Lexi because you know she's always talking about how she came to Atlanta with three dollars in her pocket, <laughs> which is bold, bold, very bold. Um, but yeah, like y'all, the podcast game is really changing right now. Our industry is like shaking up. Speak on it, and, and they're taking jobs away from 
people who look like us in the industry. Right. So your support is really all we can rely on at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Spotify is not going to do it. Mm -mm, Nobody's going to do it but y'all. So... The ways that you can support our show is by joining our Patreon, um, shopping through our bookshop and Amazon storefront links, and just, you know, tuning in. And buy us a coffee. Buy us a coffee. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We do have a buy a coffee now. We have all of the options. I snuck that one in on Lana. Um, Yeah, it's in the link in our bio, which Mm -hmm. is everywhere, but you can just buy us. It's um, there was an option to say buy us a book, but I was oh, that's cute. But I was like, we have so many books. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Maybe I should change it. I don't know. Well, tune it. Stay tuned. Let me know. But you can just go on there because it used to say like when um on our link in bio, it was like donate, but then it would just take us to our Venmo. Oh. <laughs> our Venmo profile, which I was like, that's kind of savage. <laughs> I mean, that is donating. I mean, it is, but then also if you don't have Venmo. Oh, options. So options. this one has all the options. Mm, per, per. And um, yeah. Yeah. So support our show because as independent creators, this all comes out of our pockets. And if we don't get sponsors or partnerships... Again, all comes out of our pockets, which running a podcast is a lot more. It's not super expensive, but I mean, it's a monthly cost. It's an investment. It's an investment, which we do do this as a hobby. But, you know, we always talk about one day this is not going to be our hobby. It's going to be our full time job. Amen to that. Yes, just support your girls however you can. And Tuning we love in. you. Yes. And the comments, like all of that yeah. is support too. It is. Liking it's... us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Following us. Com- I think I see, yeah. <laughs> Y'all get the point. Y'all get the fucking point, all right? Sheesh. <laughs> Kidding. All right. Love on black women. <laughs> all Every day, all day. For my freaking birthday, because this episode is going to come out the day before my birthday. The best Uh birthday present, would y'all be flooding us, comments, subscribe, likes, follows, and donations, period, patrons on the Patreon. Buy her a drink, buy her a piece of cake, (laughs) Uh, she loves a slice of cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. You can mail that to our P.O. box. You know, the address is in... It's in the bio. It's in the bio. So, what are you waiting for? Make Lana's day. Come on, this tourist deserves a present. Period. Love my Leo sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Woo. Well, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Copy break. All right, guys. I was going to say, because this week's topic is... You were like... She was blowing me up on this one. I got... I got bullet points. (laughs) Lots of bullets. So I just recently watched the show Beef on Mm. Netflix. I heard good things about it. Great show. Okay, so I'll add it. It was really good. And it talks about millennial rage. Okay, tell me what is millennial rage? Because you sent me all that shit and I still was like, wait, but what is millennial rage? (laughs) I recently learned about millennial rage because, you know, I be watching the YouTube and I love my little creators. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Miss, I think her name's like Leo or Kristen or Kristen Leo, something like that. Mm -hmm. But she's a sustainability queen and Mm -hmm. I've been following her for a long time. She makes really quality videos. We will link it in the bio. Yep. Um... But she made a really good point about how, and I've been seeing this around like on TikTok and stuff of like how we're going to see a lot more of this 
um, millennial rage thing in media mm. because um, millennials are just really upset and angry at the situation that they are living through. They're like, we were we graduated in the midst of a recession. We can't buy a house. Like y'all have been saying, like we can't do anything because we buy avocado toast and we buy too many coffees. Like there is this idea that millennials, like I guess, are um I don't know that they're just not going to live up to their parents' mm. like standard of living. But like our parents' standard of like. The times were different. I hate when people try to say that shit like we don't work as hard. And yeah. Like, oh, we are not living in the same economy. And it's definitely not because we're not working as hard. You're right. Yeah. The economy's completely changed. And yeah. It's not very much like blue collar work. It is all like a lot of it's like jobs didn't exist, you know, right. years ago. So but anyway, I do think that the media is pushing that on us. Mm -hmm. It's like and we're me and Alana are about 25 yeah to be 97 babies um but so we're kind of on the cusp like we are kind of babies baby millennials i'd say yeah. but we're also older gen z mm -hmm. so we can kind of see see it see both sides of it but um i think that because of the the like negative stereotypes that are being put on millennials, they're almost like bitter about mm. their situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like someone tells you you're in a bad situation and then you're like, oh my God, everything I'm in a bad sucks. situation. Oh, like a mental thing. Like the climate disaster, like all of all of the stuff that millennials like grew up in and mm -hmm. are almost spearheading um because everybody else don't give a fuck right and gen z is like a whole new level of like excitement mm -hmm. about change and but energy. we have our own issues too yeah which you know so any every every generation has their issues but just generally um we're seeing a lot of like hate on the internet specifically tiktok mm -hmm. about people's bodies and there is kind of a resurgence of this heroin chic aesthetic that's mm. happening in the fashion world. And I'm seeing it um, in L.A. that a lot of the people I follow, they've lost weight, da, 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 da. But people are in the comments like telling them that they like need to eat something and that they look like starved and like. There was recently a situation where Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow was on the Art of Being Well podcast, and she talks about her like daily routine. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned that she um, intermittent fasts and she starts her day with like coffee and then she has soup for lunch. And like she wasn't really necessarily giving a what I eat in a day. Yeah. But she was kind of, you know, giving us a peek into because the guy who asked um, her is you know, a doctor and is interested and they like talk about health stuff on this podcast. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's super relevant. And she said what she said, but it blew up on TikTok mm. and people were like roasting her and were so savage in these comments, which I get it to an extent that like people don't think she's relatable. And mm -hmm. but the things that they were saying about her were very insensitive and kind of like anti the positive like 
body image situation that we see being pushed in the media that we like millennials gen z like are spearheading Mm -hmm. but at the same time when someone says they don't eat like very much it's like very much on them about like like she looks so old and like Mm. people were like personally offended by what she does you Mm. know for her yeah and so then another situation happened with i mean people have been talking about bella hadid losing weight like it's in if you see the search bar in her tiktok like it's like that's what it is yes it's like bella hadid then and now and the same thing has been happening with ariana grande and yeah so that's the one that i've i've seen you most saw of. yeah i and i saw her video before you even sent it to me yeah because like i here's the thing we have eyes right we do i you could visually see like oh yeah clearly she's lost some weight mm-hmm. and like looks different mm-hmm. but then that does not give you the right to that then part. go in her comments yes. and like mention her and all of these think pieces negative stuff yeah about how like is she okay like mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and like i told you you would think we learned after the chadwick boseman situation which i didn't even think about that and i'm glad you brought it up because it's not a, a female but this happens to men too right it doesn't matter it literally does not matter who you are Period. it's like people think they have a right to comment on this stuff and especially like you know i think i talked about this either last season or season before about how celebrities like we stop seeing them as people when they become celebrities yes but they are still people at the end of the day Yes. So it's like you're still commenting to this person about you know, you don't know what the fuck is going on in their lives. Like literally we put them on a pedestal and think that they don't have problems at all because they're rich and famous and whatever. You don't know what's going on behind the Everybody, scenes. Everybody, literally everyone has problems. Right. I feel like the universe is pretty fair. Yeah, like just know? because visually everything might look okay at home don't mean it always look okay at home like we all show up and present this person Mm -hmm. but like no one knows what's going on behind the scenes so it's just like be kind and especially when it comes to someone's weight Mm -hmm. like we know that's so hurtful yeah so the fact that we do it to people we do it to celebrities all the time right and then they have to speak out and be like I'm okay I'm not dying Mm -hmm. like and even in Ariana's video she was like this is actually the most healthy weight that i've been at in a long time that part because i was going through some shit when y'all saw me at what you categorized as my normal appearance and my normal look like we're not her doctor we're not her mom we don't know this girl we have no idea and like i felt that because recently like and i think there's also there's this phenomenon of like when you turn 25 like you get your grown woman weight I got my grown woman weight because I went from like 135 to 150 overnight. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hello. Love grown woman weight. (laughs) We standing in this house. And I had to like come to terms with it because it is a big shift. And I can't imagine if someone was in my comments being like, oh, did you put on a little weight? Like. Like and people do that. People they accuse do. them of being pregnant when they gain weight. People right. accuse them of being sick when they're when they lose the weight. Mm-hmm. So it's like you cannot please people. Like yes. at the end of the day. But at the same time, like as people, we really cannot comment on people's weight anymore. Like it's just not cool. It's not. But it, and it's it's almost that thing of like we can say something's not right, and I. 
obviously think that we should talk about these things and have these conversations, but people are still going to do what they want at the end of the day. And like, they don't give a fuck. That's true. They don't care. That's true. So it's like the flip side of it is also like you can't being in charge of your own mental health of being, That's great, especially yeah. if you're in the spotlight, which is something like my sister that I've been telling her as she's, you know, getting into her teenage years and all these things, like yeah. people may say these things about you, but you also have to do the due diligence of monitoring yourself and your own mental health and doing your own personal check-ins Wow! so that even if they say That's these cute. things about you, you know that you're going to be okay. You don't believe it. And it is a lot. Again, it's easier said than done. Yes, it but is. But it is still important to make sure that you are okay at the end of the day. Even yes. like, because people are going to do what they people want. People are always going to do what people want to do. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like TikTok itself, it's almost like mob mentality mm -hmm. and like almost like a new cult, in my opinion. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I saw someone the other day where there's this popular creator that I see on my timeline. And she was saying how she likes TikTok more because like when she posted something similar, similar on Facebook like she got all of this like mob hate but like she posted the same thing on TikTok and it was like a different situation so I feel like it depends on the audience too wow like there's different audiences on different platforms mm -hmm. type of thing yeah right I mean but like none of the negative is okay no matter what platform it's on yes so. very true and um I guess overall I wanted to point out that all of this stuff I mean not the Chadwick Bosman part, but it all I feel like is rooted in misogyny. Mm. And I wanted to take it back there because I think that when people comment on women's bodies, they don't think about it that deep. Mm -hmm. But we have been conditioned since birth to judge women by mm -hmm. their bodies because that's all we think that they are good for is mm -hmm. like whether or not they have birthing bodies or not. Yeah. And so like we've been trained whether or not we like think we have to to just like be harsher to women with this type of stuff mm -hmm. than men. So before you if anyone is listening to this, this and thinks PSA. it's okay <laughs> to comment on women's body like just take note of why you feel called to tell someone that mm -hmm. and just sit with it. And then if you feel still called, I mean, I guess go ahead. But I think that it's always more of a reflection of how you're feeling about yourself mm -hmm. than this actual person that is living life. Yeah. And la 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 trying to mind their business. And here you come. Yeah. So. Woo. Yeah, that's a hard one. Because I was literally thinking the other day because, you know, I've struggled with body dysmorphia. And uh, I was like eating dinner and I've like finished my food, which I was like, wow, like five years ago, this would be like strange behavior. Like me finishing That's my true. entire plate. Like what That's is true. happening? That's true. Valid. Like I'm eating. That's healthy. It's healthy to like, it's okay to finish my plate. Oh, like yes. it's good to be healthy. Right. And which means like, yeah, I'm going to put on some weight because I was not eating in the, like, you know what I mean? Right. And like, so, I look back at my pictures and I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was like not, I mean, I knew I wasn't eating as mm -hmm. much as I should have been, but I didn't realize like how much different, like the weight in my face looks, you know, different things like that. And yeah. Yeah. So I can really uh, relate to Ariana. This is the happiest, healthiest weight I have been in. And it even though, different. Right. Even though it's not like 
the number that I would necessarily want to see. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's different. And like, like, I'm happy with it. I'm okay with it. Right. And y'all just mind your business. Always. Mind your business might be that fucking episode title at this point. Mind mind your goddamn business. I feel like it's probably fitting for other chapters (laughs) as well. As well. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Which, speaking of, Let's get into the chapter. This is I love it here. (laughs) (laughs) It just becomes so natural now. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like we've been doing it. (laughs) Y'all remember the the struggle bus Mm. that what what it used to be? Yeah, that was like what mid last season we attempted to start this, and it was girl, it it was very natural. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, how do people do it? Yeah, and now we're those people. Love to see it. Love. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we are picking up at chapter 25. We are on page 87 for those of you following along. Uh, we are... <laughs> it's very fitting for the conversation that we just had. Oh, I'm so mad at the start of this chapter. Mm, yes. Like... <sighs> yeah, so it's very enraging. Um, so we start with... You know, kind of something we've been seeing in the chapters where, of course, which we'll probably see in this whole book, Jeanette trying to please her mom in so many words. Uh, Like her new favorite color is purple, but she does not want her mom to find out because her mom prefers pink. Mm. And literally second paragraph, like the last line literally says, it is an honor that mom cares about me so much that something like me having my own favorite color would devastate her. True love. Yeah, I wrote Jay's concept, not Jay's, but Jeanette's. I I call her Jay in my notes. <laughs> Period. Um, Jeanette, Jeanette's concept of love is wonky. It's toxic for sure. Mm-hmm. And because when I read True Love, I in my head I wrote toxic love, but I remember having this toxic love. Like I I get it. I understand because I went through it too. Um, so basically she's talking about this Revlon run walk that they do every year because, you know, her mom had cancer. So they go do this walk and her mom makes her casually bring up her cancer during auditions to try to get her ahead. And she's talking about how, like, you know, some auditions, it it doesn't really fit. Like when I'm auditioning to be on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, me bringing my mom's cancer up doesn't really correlate but for like Jet, medical Jeanette's shows. Jeanette's reading the room. Yeah, re- literally reading she the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like shows like ER, she says, you know, she can kind of wedge that in a little bit more naturally. Her but mom's either trying way. to get her the sympathy vote, which mm-hmm. is like so... Fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like how are you... Oh. It's just so aggravating. And so, yes, so they're doing this walk and we find out that she thinks her mom thinks that her brother Dustin is a troublemaker and has verbally said how that is her least favorite child, which I'm like, God damn. Right, <laughs> more than you already do. But really, the only reason she thinks that is because he's like his own independent person and just tells her the truth. Right, right, right. Which is like, she as we know, the opposite wrong. of what you're supposed to do in she this family. She loses it when you tell her the truth. Mm-hmm. And so... She's saying, like, you know, her mom's not a fan of her writing the screenplays, so she starts writing poems. Like, just literally doing anything and everything to please and make her mom happy. 
and she's trying to figure out what to rhyme mommy with which i was like hello (laughs) (laughs) when she realizes her chest is sore and then she goes to do like a little exam and she's like a lump (laughs) (laughs) funny but like if you if you read the way that she like does it it's like silly goofy kind of it is Um, it's like so she's a baby yeah she's like oh my god a lump (laughs) and like being a girl you can remember that moment where you're like starting to feel yourself like puberty's happening that's how it happens with the same with the grown woman weight where you wake up and you're like god damn (laughs) what the fuck thighs hello literally um and so she's contemplating because this is like early in the morning she's contemplating going to wake up her mom because her mom uh doesn't like to wake up earlier and she's like i'd wake up earlier if i wasn't up so late stressing about money maybe if your father got a job that paid the bills for once so i wouldn't have to depend on a child i was like you're so out of pocket right now (laughs) somebody literally needs to slap you yeah but nobody has and that's why you're still acting like that Mm mm-hmm and so Jeanette's like trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? So she says she does the sensible thing that anybody her age would do, which is eeny, meeny, money, mo. Which I can remember those days of being like, all right, this is how we're about to make this decision right now. Paper, scissors. He loves me. He loves me not. All of the things. All of the things. And so she finally gets up the courage to go tell her mom about the lump. And her mom's like, oh, sweetie. That's not cancer. <laughs> and she's like, then what is it? When you have three older brothers. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about that. Because it's like, girl, you're turning into a woman. Yeah. And she says, you're just getting boobies. And Jeanette's like, petrified, damn near. <laughs> she's like, God, what? And she's like, I don't want to get boobies. How do I stop them from coming? I don't want to grow up. Because her mom mom is in love with her like being younger. And going back to she's always trying to please her mom. So she's like terrified of growing up and not being this little kid that her mom wants her to be. Mm -hmm. And so she says, I can see how much it pains her when people are talking about, oh, she's growing. Like regular shit that people say like oh you're growing up so fast right it's like you should be happy your baby's growing up like it's a privilege to watch your kid grow up that Mm -hmm. they're still here like hello like you're not the way she thinks is so weird to me yeah well well i can relate personal story my uncle literally told me that one time he was talking to my mom about me going off to college Mm -hmm. and she was just like i don't want to talk about it but like not in the way of like oh my god yeah like no like literally like I don't want to have this discussion. That's scary. <laughs> it's like, so you don't want to go to college? Mm, which, you know, obviously led to so many other things. But we're here now. Um, and so, she wants, she's got two degrees. And I've got mm-hmm, one's on the way. One December. and a half. <laughs> Look, it's two. <laughs> and damn dad, that's And so, so she asked her mom, well, is there anything I could do to stop the boobies from coming in? And her mom breaks into a laugh slash exhale and basically introduces her to the world of calorie restriction. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. We are on page 90 if you're keeping up with us. And she kind of like puts a break in this in within this chapter and we switch over to, okay, now we're, we're in the thick of calorie restriction. She's going through all of the things that her mom is basically teaching her because these are the things that her mom did 
when she learned about calorie restriction. Oh. And uh, yeah, she literally says she's a great teacher because she's been calorie restricting for so long. <laughs> and mom's the queen of it. Yes, but I didn't realize how much how deep it goes. Yeah, because she said her mom says once when I was falling asleep as a child, I heard my mom and dad talking in the other room. They said my brother could eat anything and his metabolism would work it right off. But that anything I ate turned to fat. Those words got to me, Net. They really did. I've been restricting ever since. So we get like a sneak peek into her own childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. which that is now bleeding over to her child. Oh, that's really hard. It's like a see Shame. why she is in this boat. It's just I'm so like I hate she ha- thinks she has to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jeanette's like, you know, that makes sense because ever since she's like known her mom, she's only had hot tea every morning for breakfast. Nothing in it. Steamed vegetables every night for dinner. Uh, nothing on them and she rarely rarely sees her eat lunch and if she does it's a salad with no dressing or half of a chocolate chip granola bar she's and she says i'm in good hands she starts drinking Mm -hmm. it works yeah and she like proudly shows off her half-eaten portions to her mom like look i'm starving myself yes gold star gold star and so her and her mom are just like on this calorie restriction mission as she calls it and every day she feels like her and her mom are the montage of the twins from the parent trap you know the one that her mom said that her screenplay was like last episode she she went and watched she went and watched it and she was like it was in fact a (laughs) ripoff She says she was right. I'm like, no, Mom but was you right. You could have done your own thing. Like, no. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> and that she literally ends it with calorie restriction is wonderful. Yeah. You can see how she's like really like she drank the Kool-Aid. She's mm-hmm. like, my favorite foods are sugar-free popsicles, applesauce, and unsweetened iced tea because they're these are foods that don't seem to add weight. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of thought this part was interesting. She said, these are stress-free foods for me, safe Mm. foods, comfort foods. And she said, whoever said mac and cheese and fried chicken were comfort foods was out of their mind. Um, So she's like really in this. And she says she weighs herself five times a day Mm -hmm. and like after every meal. So she knows how much each piece of what she's doing to her, like eating, how much it weighs. And that's how she discovered her favorite foods it was like kind of like a data analysis situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and of course we're seeing the holy spirit which we know is her ocd um telling her to touch the word slim on her clothing tag five times a day as an everyday ritual along with her restrictions because that will keep her small and she literally says thanks holy spirit i know like this chapter is really like funny in a way like she writes it it's like dark humor very much mm-hmm. yes and she says, overall things are going well, but today is an exception. We are going to the doctor today. And she's terrified because obviously when you go to the doctor, they weigh you. Mm. And so she's like, "The what if the weight's not like the same as the one at home and like just freaking out. So it's, as they call her name back, she goes on the weight machine, takes her shoes off at her mom's direction. Cause you know, that's gonna like really alter the results. Right. And they say that she's, uh, like, the scale at home says that she's 59 pounds, but this scale is saying she's 61 pounds, which is, like, what, a two-pound difference? Y'all know I can't do math. A two-pound difference. (laughs) And her mama, like, they get into the room, the nurse, like, asks a few more questions and leaves, and then her mom literally looks at her and says, we'll talk about it later. 
almost in the sense of like you know like disappointment and like you're in trouble basically for weighing two more pounds like how'd you gain two pounds from here from the house to here like what'd you do eat some m&ms you fat bitch <laughs> Like, <laughs> but like it's so many words like, yeah, that's it. And so she says a few minutes pass. The doctor comes in and her the doctor is worried about her weight. She's like telling her mom, like, hey, like, can we talk for a minute? Step outside. Uh, she's significantly lower weight than what is normal for her age. And her mom's like, oh, I don't know why she's eating normally like nothing. And that's when I was like, oh, this is fucked because she knows what she's doing. And like Jeanette's overhearing this and she's like, that's not true. Mom has noticed the changes because she's the one who wanted the changes in the first place. She's putting some she's like one plus is. It's just not giving. She's at the math, not math thing right now. Right. And so the doctor's like, you know, sometimes when young girls have anorexia, they're very secretive about their food habits. And this is the first time Jeanette learns about anorexia. And so the doctor's like, oh, I'll keep a, like, you know, just keep a close eye on her eating habits. And her mom's like, of course I will. Like, and she's just even more confused. Like, hello. She really believes that her mom is a good person. Mm -hmm. Like, she cannot wrap her head around the fact that her mom's just straight up lying to the doctor. Right. Being manipulative. Just all of these things. Um, and even when she goes to dance practice, like her mom's, she says her mom's always late. And this time when she pulls up, like the dance instructor is going to the car to go talk to her mom and she's like hey deb i just want to talk real quick about Jeanette. i have noticed she's losing a lot of weight it seems like she might have anorexia you know i wanted to start and like just just talking trying to like help her Mm -hmm. and her mom cuts her off and she's like let's talk about this some other time like wants to completely avoid the conversation she's a master at avoiding Mm -hmm. these right check-ins right and Jeanette asks mom and she's like yeah And she says, what's anorexia? She says, oh, don't worry about it, Angel. People are just being dramatic. So what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, And of course, she goes back to, did you learn your lines? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I got a good feeling about this one. Um, The character's blonde. You're blonde. You're a shoe-in. And Jeanette says, I look out the window, then go back to learning my lines. I'm excited for the sugar-free popsicle I'll have when I get home. I just don't understand how Jeanette's not cranky. Like, if I was hungry all the time, Mm. I am not my best, personally. Yeah. When I am ready for a meal. Yeah. Damn near starving yourself. Yeah. I would be angry. I would be snappy. Mm -hmm. I would be just not. So I kind of like, (laughs) low-key, like, how do y'all, how are you doing this? Like, how is her mom doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, just, it's really tough. Um, but all right, going into chapter 26. <laughs> okay, so age check-in. Um, Jeanette's 12 years old now, mm-hmm. and so she's joining this new program at church called the Beehive. She's really excited. Um, but her first like assignment at the church program is to be an assistant secretary for I don't even know. I guess I guess they have different positions in this organization. And so she's been given the assistant secretary position. Mm-hmm. She's kind of bummed because there's already another girl who's the secretary. So she's like, 
well, I don't need to do, she's like, <laughs> she's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, to sister Smith and Mr. Miss Smith, sister Smith. <laughs> um, she's like, well, you can help her out. <laughs> Yeah. So she's a little disappointed because she was like, this is something new. She was like, okay. okay well, Miss Michaela, um, she's also in this group. And she, I think, is the one that got, oh, yeah, she got secretary. Mm-hmm. So Michaela's like, they gave you uh, the bad position because you're not going to be active basically they'll probably you're probably going to become inactive Mm -hmm. and i'm obviously going to stay active so that's why i'm secretary and your assistant because Mm -hmm. you know they don't want to rely on you too much right right so jeanette's like i freaking hate michaela (laughs) um and (laughs) And she like brings up the fact that like Michaela's adopted. She's like, it's not because it's she's adopted. I just don't like her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does kind of make her reflect on the fact that her she's kind of suspected that her family is not first rate like the first rate Mormons of the church. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if y'all been to church, but. There are often the people that are very involved and they all hang out and they all talk at church. And then there's the people that like come to church, but they also leave church immediately after they come. They're not trying to like da 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 with people mm-hmm. and they're not going to join the Sunday school class. They're they're kind of like they come and they kind of go and, you know, so they're right. kind of more that family. Like the people who only show up to church on first Sunday or like big things like Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Those types of people. Yeah, exactly. And so she calls them herself a second-rate Mormon, and she says there's a group of them. They are, like, the ones that show up 20 minutes late. They can't be trusted with any, like, real responsibility of, like, if there's some sort of potluck. Like, they're not going to give them the main dish. They're going to give them, like, a salad. Like, Mm -hmm. something that's like, okay, if you bring a salad, cool. If you don't. That's cool because that's probably what you're going to do. <laughs> right. Uh, and so um, she just kind of explains like why her family is that and starts to kind of tell us a little bit more about their church experience, including the fact that her brother Marcus is um, old enough to go on mission and he hasn't gone yet. And there's this situation it's like a statistic that Jeanette happens to know mm-hmm. and apparently if they don't go the first year they're 70 percent less likely to go so Jeanette's like we need something big to make us first-rate Mormons and it was in her head it was going to be Marcus going on his mission but now that it's looking kind of bleak she's like well uh I don't know and also, they started skipping church on the weekends that um, Jeanette's Law & Order SVU episodes come out. Or yeah. just anything she's in that's kind of like... Risque. Risque, exactly. Because she doesn't want to get... Well, Jeanette's mom doesn't want to get judged by the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have already talked to Jeanette's mom twice now. Um <laughs> Yeah. About her acting and like why she's in these risque films. Like why is she yeah. playing roles that like, are in they're, they say they're not in line with the gospel. Exactly. So it's kind of like when 
some people at church couldn't watch Harry Potter because of the woo-woo or even the like witchcraft. the Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm, oh yeah, I forgot about that one too. That made a big buzz too. I forgot. Or mm -hmm. Twilight because it's like, or how like sometimes Southern Baptist people like they think yoga is like the devil. Mm -hmm. Just in general, like how sometimes people from church like make things out to be something really bad. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that. And so her mom's like, okay, we're just not going to go those Sundays. And so this is all going into Jeanette really feeling bad about what Miss Michaela said to her. Yeah. Um, but when, <laughs> when she does bring this up to her mom because she was feeling some type of way about it, her mom's like, oh, please, what does Michaela know? She's adopted. Right. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is terrible parenting. Like, it's just so bad. And it just continues to get worse uh, in this chapter. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh. So we are in chapter 27. This one's bad. This one's really bad. Trigger warning again. Trigger warning. It's shower time in the McCurdy household. Oh, God. And her mom is still showering her and her siblings. We did have an age check. She's 12, guys. She's 12. And she's talking about how she's dreaded showers for a while, for five years or so. Whenever it was th that sh she started to feel uncomfortable that her mom is showering, like literally bathing her. And so... And, like, the way she describes this happening is, like, very triggering and traumatic. So if you do read this, like, warning on Chapter 27. Very it's very graphic. Um, her mom still showers her sometimes with Scotty, who is almost 16 at this point. Which is just wrong. It is just wrong. And so she says they usually, like, look away from each other. Scotty distracts himself by drawing Pokemon in the fog glass. Mm. and when they shower together mom says it's because she gets too much to do like her mom has a very specific way that she wants Jeanette to be showered and to look a certain way and like wash her hair she like basically says the reason she has to shower her is because like I have to get it just right like you're not like the same thing of like wiping her ass like you're not gonna do it right like just let me do it like that control almost mm -hmm. and she says, whether or not Scott's there with me, her mom gives her a breast and front butt exam, which is what she calls her private parts. She says she wants to make sure I don't have any mysterious lumps or bumps because those could be cancer. I say okay because I definitely don't want cancer. And since mom's had it and all, she would know if I did. Uh, and she says, you know, she just usually tries to think of in this like. I've never been through sexual assault, but I would imagine like this is what I like what would be going through my mind. Like she's trying to distract herself in this moment. She's like, I think of like going to Disneyland when her mom's doing these exams. She thinks about her grandfather signing them in and the fireworks and the character and everything being happy. And by the time the exams are done, a huge wave of relief washes over her body. And usually she realizes that that's the first time she's felt her body since the exam started. Like, it's just such a violation. She's dissociating. Mm -hmm. And she says it's weird. And it's like she knows this, but she knows if she speaks up, like, it's going to be this whole big thing. And she says, like, my body is a shell I'm disconnected from and I'm living entirely in my thoughts. And, you know, her mom's calling out to, for her to come take a shower. And she's, like, trying to avoid the shit out of it. But And she's showering her alone tonight. And she knows this because she has an audition tomorrow. And she says there's a pattern. Usually when she has an audition, she showers her, her like by herself without Scotty. 
so that she can get more attention to details, making sure that her hair is going to look shiny and glossy and that she's going to look really clean. And so she's like literally hyperventilating, having an anxiety attack about going to take a shower. And she gets to the bathroom. Her mom, you know, won't. Her mom won't even let her turn on the faucet because she says it's tricky to twist the handles and get the right temperature. It's just such controlling. It's like you are not allowing this girl to grow up. At all. And she steps into the shower. She hears the drip from the leaky faucet. She studies the mold on it. And she hears mom's footsteps approaches it as it approaches the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like that dun, 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 dun. And then she says, I'm off to fantasy land. Just to completely not even think about the whole ordeal. It's just Ooh. really sad and upsetting. Oh my god. That was a hard one to get through. It was. And it was short, but it was very, like you said, graphic. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna zoom into chapter twenty-eight. She is sitting in the back of the car they're driving to go see Dustin at his job and she describes how her mom likes to go to their jobs because it's like oh I know somebody who works here like she feels like a VIP person it's just so fucked her mom is a child yeah (laughs) I like realized what you said like when you said it she really is it is very childish behavior and so Susan's calling, which if you don't remember who Susan is, Susan is her manager. <laughs> the Susan. The Susan. And she says yesterday she screen tested for a show that we know called iCarly. When I saw that, I was like, oh, we're here. We're here. We made it. We made it. And she also interviewed, she screen tested for a show called Californication. It's a new Showtime show. And she describes how usually when you screen test for a show, it means like, that they want you like it, they're trying to see you know if they're gonna pick up the show like all these things that like go into the business of like before yeah. a show gets like a series order right 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 um and so she says there's also this weird rule that whichever show tests you first gets first choice on whether to pick you or not and they get a designated amount of time uh to do that and so she had screen tested for iCarly yesterday so they have first choice as of whether they want her or not so Susan calling right now means that Nickelodeon has made up their mind about if she's going to get iCarly, which I'm like, that's huge. Reading this, I was like, but we know she's going to uh, get iCarly. I know. I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But then because I got confused. I was like, did she test for California occasion first? <laughs> you're like, like, what's going to happen now? You're like, wait, did one become before the other? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but then I like reread it. Like, oh, yeah. And- OK, iCarly has prep preferential treatment right now yeah and so her mom's talking to susan and she clicks over and they find out that she booked iCarly and so of course like her mom's freaking out they get to the art supply warehouse where her (laughs) brother works and they get out of the car like screaming hugging each other just so excited because this is the first job where she's going to be a series regular like this is the big break money maker yeah this is the big break they've been waiting for and she literally ends it with uh I jump into mom's arms. She squeezes me. I'm elated. Everything's going to be different now. Everything's going to be better. Mom will finally be happy. Her dream has come true. She did not say her dream. She said her dream. Her mom's dream has come true, and she's in service to her mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, chapter yep. 29. We are on page 102, and this 
is on set of iCarly, um, which is exciting. Mm-hmm, we're here. <laughs> she opens up the door and gets a, well, just, she gets a fruit basket, y'all. Um, and her mom is like, look, you know, they're looking at the fruit. And then mm-hmm. her mom is already thinking about calories. So she's mentioning that pineapple is really high in sugar. But you can have some of this cantaloupe and honeydew, which I was like, those are the ones that aren't as good. Right. Like the not fun ones. You're giving her the lame fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she gives her, well, she almost gives her one piece of cantaloupe or whatever. And she's like, no, actually, we're going to split it, which I'm like, this is fruit. Yeah. These are pieces of fruit now. It's getting crazy or it's been crazy, but we're like getting, a, I guess, a little sneak peek into the just how restricted Jeanette is is eating right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like as a series regular, you get a lot of fruit baskets. Mm-hmm. Baskets in baskets. general. Yeah. yeah, so she's, I mean, she's loving this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also got a meat and cheese one, which, of course, her mom's like, we can take that one home for the boys and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Mentions that she, like, never got a gift for anything she's ever done except for this one dude. Right. Who and this gave is what happens pen. when you're a series regular. Yeah, the pen. I was like, oh, that's nice. She said, what a guy. <laughs> Which I was like, you're so deadpan. It's funny. Like, you're an adult <laughs> as a child. Oh, um, my goodness. But she mentions that her um, series, or I guess their pilot, got the most votes for getting picked up of mm-hmm. all other shows on Nickelodeon, they got 20 and usually people get 10 or 13. So mm-hmm. that just goes to show you how good it was and how much people loved it at Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Her mom says that this is probably because of her performance as Sam Puckett. And she says a zinger slinging rough around the edges tomboy with a heart of gold who ironically compared to her experience with it loves food. And I like thought it like as I was reading this, I was literally thinking like, damn, her character on iCarly like love food, like love fried chicken, like and ribs and like all these things. And like to know then in the background in real life, like she was going through. It's so ironic and crazy. Which leads back to like, you never know. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? You really don't. Mm-hmm. It's actually freaking crazy. But anyway, yeah. her mom's like, you want to run lines? Because <laughs> she's always like trying to distract her from food and just whatever mm-hmm. she doesn't want her to be doing. Um, and so she's like, sure, even though she's never ready. Mm-hmm. And she mentions that she thought her mom would kind of like relax after she got this series regular role because like the job's done like I got the job right but she's like my mom's still so critical and she hasn't lightened up a bit Mm -hmm. so anyway somebody knocks on the door her mom's upset she's like answer it which honestly you know I was just saying I would be so angry and like snappy if I was hungry all the time maybe that is why her mom's like kind of annoying Uh, is because she's like not at her best in any moment she's always hungry that's so true I didn't even think about that because she's like super annoyed she's Mm -hmm. like slapping her thigh exasperated to be interrupted oh my gosh yeah but when we open the door yes it's another basket except this time it's from Miranda Miranda Cosgrove which I was like oh my god it's so weird to like read about somebody I grew up watching Mm -hmm. but um 
there is a gift card in it that is the largest gift card she's ever seen. So it just kind of goes to show you that Miranda is kind of like wealthy in comparison to Miss Jeanette. Mm -hmm. And we are going to start to see the dynamics of their friendship Mm -hmm. very soon. But it just starts with this huge basket and it's like, a gift card to the nicest theater in town, like the one she's never been to. Mm-hmm. And she's just super excited. She's like shocked that her co-star, who's also a child actor, mm-hmm. would be sending her something like this. Yeah, and it's just being so nice. And she goes a little bit into Miranda and she says she plays the titular role of Carly Shay, a sweet feminine teenage girl who with best with her best friend Sam and Freddie um start a web series and her mom mentions that which i thought was kind of funny and true (laughs) she said poor thing um for miranda's character she's a pretty girl but it's a shame her character gets no personality which like i was like kind of yeah like she was sweet and da 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 but like she didn't really like sam kind of was the star to me sam was the she's the one that would make me laugh she's the Mm -hmm. one who like Carly was just like, yeah, all right. This is like, like this, we know the show's about her and like she's going through these things. But like, like you said, Sam was the interesting one. She really was. She's the fan favorite, I feel like. And it ends with her mom saying, you're not getting anywhere near those milk duds, but that's very nice of her. Now let's practice your lines. Mm, just kind of like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But let's move on back to what we were doing. <laughs> back to work, babe. <laughs> Literally. Now we're at the last chapter we're doing for this episode, which is chapter 30, where we get more into her growing friendship, which I, it's so sweet it's with cute. Miranda. It's very cute. I was like, this is really reminiscent of making friends as a 12 year old. Mm-hmm. And so her and her mom are at the mall. They're getting a greeting card and like little gifts to give to Miranda since she gave her this basket. And um, she's picking up, her mom picks up this like cute plush panda. And because she's like, it rhymes with her name, Miranda Panda. Cute, right? And she's her. She's like, yeah, Jeanette's realizing how childish her mom is. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, yeah. she's like, maybe we can keep looking. <laughs> like trying to steer her away from it yeah and she's like her mom's like well i think that in this little fuzzy journal we got are good right like in like as a reciprocation gift and it remind me of those times like because my mom would do that too like but like she would be jeanette where it's like if i got a really good present from somebody she would want to get like an equally as good present like oh it was gosh. usually like a birthday thing like making sure that like oh yeah that you reciprocate sense. that kind of energy yeah. so like i got where jeanette was coming from but her mom was just like listen we got a lot of money. We're going to throw what we can together. And she should just be appreciative of the gift. Which, yes, which is true, valid. valid. But I remember like being a child in that situation, like, and you're just meeting Ugh. this new person. You like want to make a good impression. Like, I don't want the lame gift for my new friend. Right. Like, this gift. It's like a lot weighing on this one gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they get the gift and she's like, you know, the gift card is a cool gift. A stuffed animal in a fuzzy journal is not a cool gift. Right. She's like, mom, you're buying stuff for a kid and I'm 12 and she's 12 and she's cool 12. She's Mm -hmm. not just like kid 12 like me. Mm -hmm. And she even says like until a few months ago, I thought these things were cool. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm at Miranda, um, it's not. Yeah, her cool radar has shifted, as she says. 
And the first time, like, she talks about the first time she meets Miranda, which was during the screen test. And, you know, she describes her. She was leaning against a wall, sipping Coke from a glass bottle and texting on her sidekick. Like, like very cool girl vibes. Very and, like, so. I can remember, like, seeing this girl, like, in middle school, yeah. like, with this persona that you're like, oh, she's cool. Like, I want to be like her. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, that thing so when you're relatable. younger. Very relatable. And she's like, you know, they talked a little bit, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, so one day uh she's on she, oh and she also realizes like the difference between her and miranda like miranda cusses on set and says oh, the lord's name in vain right and so her mom warns her not to get too close to miranda because she doesn't believe in god and that nathan's cool because he's a southern baptist oh yeah and, but like, like they're not the same but at least we've got Jesus in common. Right. And so uh, even though mo- her mom's saying not to get close to Miranda, she like cannot help it. Like she's like, I want her coolness to rub off on me. She like, <laughs> she just wants a friend, you know? Right. Which I don't hear her talk about any friends. So at all. Yeah. I'm really like happy to see that sh- there's someone that's exciting to her. Right. And so Miranda's one day when they're leaving set, she says, hey, Jeanette, do you have AIM? And uh, she's like, not really. And she's like thinking of like AIM and not like AIM. And so Miranda's like, you don't have AOL Instant Messenger? I was weak because <laughs> I, I read it in that voice, like the Valley Girl accent. Yeah. And she's like, oh, AIM. Yeah, I have it. And like that night when she gets home, she has her brother help her set up an AIM account so that she can talk to Miranda offset. And so this is where their friendship is really starting. And she says, even though in person Miranda seemed shy and quiet, she had a distinct and hilarious personality through her written words. She loved her and she was excited about becoming friends. And I'm like so happy for her because I remember like making your first best friend. Like it's such an experience. Yeah, it's really good for your growth as a young person. Mm -hmm. And so but she obviously can't let her mom find out about it. So she's like you know anytime her mom's like what are you doing she's like oh i'm doing school work like just doesn't even like let her mom know and she's just like i'm so glad i have aim and that's how we end this chapter guys that was i'm glad we ended there at a high note yes because it would got it got low for a second mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you know i mean i hope that their friendship grows and that they that sh- I don't know. We're, I'm just interested to see how what plays out next because we're like in we're in the thick of it now. Yeah, we're in like she's made it like all these things that we've been reading up for. Like we're here to like see it finally play out how it plays out. And it's like yep. it's cool because we kind of watched it play out, but it's very much giving behind the scenes now. Yes, yes, so true. It was like this was like the lead up, and we do have this perspective, but we're realizing how much we didn't know about this person who was playing this character right and just how different the character was from the real person it made me actually want to go back and maybe i will when i get a chance like go back and watch the first couple episodes just to see like because i know her now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah see the differences yeah especially with the whole food thing Mm -hmm. yeah so stay tuned as next week we are discussing disgusting discussing (laughs) chapters 31 32 33 34 35 and 36 stay tuned for the updated timeline on instagram um but this has been another episode of she well read oh and don't forget i know we we didn't have time to do stories today we'll probably 
we'll probably do a double duty next week and do all of it. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you for everybody who's been participating in our Instagram stories. We're going to keep that going throughout the season. We see that y'all are enjoying it. We're enjoying it. Love to see it. Uh, but this has been another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. Bye, y'all. Bye.